the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to California Business Connections. Brought to you by the California African American Chamber of Commerce. Where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation. This program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Your host, Carl Davis Jr., talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to California Business Connections. That's our new name, California Business Connections. Previously, we were the Silicon Valley Business Connections, but we're growing. We're getting bigger. We're expanding. We're going through all of California. Right now, we're covering Northern California, and soon we're going to be covering L.A. and San Diego, too. I'm your host, but I'm also the current state president of the California African-American Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses and we help all black chambers throughout the state of California. If you'd like to connect with a black chamber, just give us a call. Call me at 408-509-2886. Our job is to see that all small businesses survive. It's really the backbone of our country, and you've heard it before. So consider how you can help us help them help us to help these small businesses. Go to your local black chamber and see how you can help them. I've had many guests on the show. Uh, they say I bring on the rock stars of California. It used to be Silicon Valley. But today I want to focus on what I believe some problems here in America. But for those of you who don't know, many people don't know my background. I grew up back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, oh, before I forget, though, I, I want to make sure that uh, those listeners now know that I'm going to speak about the on June 29th. There's a diversity and inclusion award ceremony that the Cal Asian, the state Hispanic and us, the African-American Chamber of Commerce, the state minority chambers are going to uh, give a couple awards, very prestigious awards to um, a corporation who's shown their commitment to diversity and has moved the needle and to a public official too. So I want to remind myself now, but remind you, the listener, that later toward the end of the program, I'm going to, I'm going to give you more details about that event. Also, I plan to answer the question that's been given to me. Would a black NRA member be protected from being shot by the police? Hmm. I'll answer that in the second half. Yeah, many people don't know my history, so I'll, I'll make it brief because I want to talk about these different subjects that I believe are very, very important today. I'm going to talk about the problems in America, a few of them, because all of this stuff affects business. And that's where we're at. The economy 
that we live in right now functions on business. But I'm going to talk about the problems in America and how the ingenuity that we have can solve them. So I'm very hopeful. I'm going to talk about some crazy things. So get ready for it if you're driving. (laughs) Well, this ought to keep you interested, I hope. But everybody's got their own opinion, too. The one thing that we can't get away from, we're becoming a country of color, just like the world. The world is a world of color, regardless of what it is. And we're becoming that. So that's a race issue that people are, I mean, just polarized about. And we have the Constitution, uh, the Second Amendment. I think there's a gun issue that people are really just polarized about. And we're getting ready. You can't avoid it. We got to talk about women's rights, too. And then you add in COVID. And on top of that, a war. And yet, with all of that, we are here today because we are problem solvers. We've had problems in the past. We've had challenges in the past. We've had civil wars. We had atomic bombs. (laughs) You've had all of these things before, but we are here today because we solved the problem. And that's what I'm going to appeal to those who are listening to this today. Can you be a part of helping to solve the problem? Can we dive down to the core of a problem, reach it, hit it, and then solve it so all of us can live like Martin Luther King said? We can live in peace. We can finally judge one another by our characters and not by our color. I remember a quote that he had. He said, I am convinced that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't, what, know each other. And they don't know each other because they don't communicate with each other. And they don't communicate with each other because they are separated from each other. We have no excuse for that. The mediums that we have, radio, TV, uh, the Internet, we can communicate with each other. And once we communicate with each other and know one another, then we won't fear one another And we won't worry about things like replacement theory and all those kinds of theories. Anyway, I'll get on that. But back to me, because I want to talk about a little bit about my history so people know who I am and and why I'm even here. I really am an affirmative action baby. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And when I graduated, I went to play college basketball. And I went to a couple of different schools because I wasn't really that good. Uh, But I came out to California to try out for some teams. And I ended up uh, going to school at Cal State L.A. And I was recruited off the campuses of Cal State L.A. by IBM. That was an affirmative action move that IBM was having in those days. They wanted to bring more people of color into their company. And yet they still had standards. They still had things that you had to do. And I had to pass this new programmer training uh, class that I went to. Now, remember, I don't get this opportunity if I'm not black and in college and I get a chance to be in this new programmer training class, which out of about 30 something people, I was third. I had an opportunity, an opening, and I chose it and I did well at it. And I served at IBM for a while. And then I had an opportunity to help uh, 
be a part of an early sort of start for what they call the Santa Clara County Black Chamber of Commerce, I always had a heart to help people, especially business people. I felt that was the way that a lot of a lot of ills, you know, can be solved. Obviously, we, we live in this type of a country by the amount of finances you have. Where you buy your home, what type of schools you go to, your education, all these things are usually determined by finances. So I wanted to help small businesses do better financially so they could take care of their kids and and really leave like a generational wealth. So that was my heart. So I helped. I was the first. I didn't start the Santa Clara County Black Chamber of Commerce, but I was his first executive director. So I wrote all the grants and got the funding and I'll never forget Mayor Susan Hammer was uh was the mayor that uh, gave us our first grant and she funded four ethnic chambers. The general chamber was here and the Hispanic chamber was already in existence in 1990, but she funded the Vietnamese chamber, the uh, Filipino chamber, Portuguese and us the black chamber. Well, I say that because I wanted to give you a little history that here in San Jose or in Silicon Valley, or even California, we're really like a melting pot for for folks from all over the world. And I think that's huge for us because I'm going to get into problem solving of which all of us can play a part in there. Now, the logic that I got as a programmer sort of led me into this problem solving sort of area that I'm talking now. All these things we're talking about, homelessness, how can we solve that? We're talking about race issues. How can we solve that? We're talking about women and their rights. How can we help solve that? I'll, I'll meet people sometimes and they'll say, yeah, Carl, I, I, I don't see people in color. Mm, that's a stretch for me because you're almost blind if you don't see that. I mean, it's obvious. If anybody doesn't know it, I am black. I'm African-American, right? But there's nothing wrong with me being black. There's nothing wrong with you being white. There's nothing wrong for you being a Hispanic. There's nothing wrong for you being Asian, right? Those are just things that where you were born, a part of the country that end up determines how you just look physically. But who you are as a person is what I'm concerned about. How we develop people, even our youth. I mean, there are many very good people. You know, black people wouldn't have got out of the issues of the 60s. I lived through that. And if there weren't people that came alongside of the African-American movement for civil rights, we may not have gotten out of that the way we did. And there are a lot of very good people, white, black, Hispanic, whatever, when they saw that what happened to George Floyd, right? Until you see it, they probably didn't believe it was happening. And yet they had saw it before with Rodney King. Until somebody sees it, it doesn't resonate to them, with them. And I just believe right now, the war that we have right now is a war of how we influence people. And our media is doing it right now. People are so polarized. I'll talk to some friends. They don't even believe whatever is shown on TV and that person could be talking on television and they believe somebody is splicing it and changing their words. We're in such disbelief. It's ridiculous. We have got to change that. I'm going to get ready to take a break. But before I do, I, I want to leave on a, a very upbeat and hopeful because you could either be hopeful 
Or you could be, you know, hopeless and helpless, right? And we don't want that because because that's not us. These are just problems. Again, that's why we're going to lean on our problem-solving hat. And we're going to talk about that because all of us know that this whole thing, success, what? It's really a journey. Success is a journey. And I do believe, as they've said before, one person can make a difference. That's me or you. I don't want anyone out there to feel like there is a problem that we got that we can't fix. It's 2022. And look, we've made it this far through all those things I said earlier. I'm sorry when I said about the atomic bomb. It's not bombing us, but we bomb somebody else that's in the world. We fix these things. COVID is here. All these challenges that we have, we can get through them if we put our heads together and we work together. Everybody who hears this has got to put themselves in this in this situation. They have to ask themselves. People are say, "Oh, I'm not a racist," or this and that. You know, if something bad happens to you by someone in a group, you may try to label the entire group with what happened bad, and that's on both sides. That's on all sides. This Asian hate crime was ridiculous. Um, We've had it for for years. So maybe as African-Americans or black folks, you know, we've been used to it a lot. So we know it. We can see the symptoms. We can, you know, we can we can deal with it. But still, it's ridiculous. You know, people have to ask themselves. and, And someone said to me, oh, when Obama became president, that pissed off a lot of people. And I thought, Wow. I would have never seen that, seen that. I was so hopeful that when Obama became president, that people would finally say, wow, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter even what sex you are. So Hillary was trying to, she didn't make it, but I wanted her to make it because I wanted America to get past that. It's almost like in pro football. Many of you may not have lived long enough to remember years ago when pro football was playing in the 60s, they said black people weren't smart enough to be quarterbacks. Some young people today would blow their minds and say, well, what are you talking about? Black people can't be smart enough to be quarterbacks. Some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL are black now. It isn't about whether you're smart enough or not. It isn't about your color. It's can you play that position? Well, that's what I wanted with the presidency. I wanted it to be where we would finally elect who we felt was the best person, the best man or woman. Now, we are dealing with a very antiquated system. For those who are out there who are Republicans, who are Democrats, maybe you're something else. You know, maybe that two-party system is not what we need going forward. Again, if we're going to sit down and be problem solvers and we really want to identify the core problem, hmm, that could be it. That could be a part of it. How does all this stuff affect business? You know, we are a country. We're a state. We live in areas Are we multicultural? We have over 33, I guess, million businesses in the United States. I think uh, African-Americans make up about seven or eight. I think Hispanic make up about 14 percent. So it's about 20 percent of businesses. And, And they're growing. You know, when you go to do business somewhere and you you go to an auto repair shop, you know, I hope you're not looking at 
the first person who comes up to greet you, if they're Asian, black, white, you know, but you're not looking at them and making some judgments that, oh, uh, this is a white owned or black owned or Asian owned business that you're making a judgment says, can these guys fix cars? Well, are they honest? Do I believe in them? Can I trust them? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm not prejudiced. Well, I am prejudiced, though. I am prejudiced against stupidity. I'm prejudiced against racism. I'm prejudiced against evil. I can't stand those things. Other than that, it's always been for me because I grew up playing sports. And you look at most sports teams, <laughs> you're comprised of a lot of different people. We didn't care what each other looked like. We were all brothers. We loved one another because we bonded together because we had a goal. That's what we're trying to learn here. When we talk about problem solving here in America and what we're doing, we have to come together and say, what is our goal? What brings us together? We're Americans. Now, some people get upset and say, look, we're Americans. We don't want to let anybody else in. I think everybody in America, most of us in America who are here understand there are laws so people can't come in here illegally. If somebody tries to come in here illegally, you get them out, put them in jail, whatever you got to do, you get them out. Those are things we'll figure out. So the people who are here are people that come here because they ascribe to be a part of what the ideals of what America stands for. A place where if you work hard and do, you can succeed here, that you're not judged <laughs> with what we're talking about now by your race, by your, um, by your sex. This is a place where everybody can prosper if they do those things that equal how to prosper here in America, get educated, do something unique. That's what we want here. Everybody to to work and and your kids go to school and learn those kind of things. I think I just said something that it almost broke my heart though about kids going to school. I know there's some recent stuff in the news about um, someone shooting up about eighteen, nineteen, first and second graders. Um, man, there's so much wrapped around that. The craziness about that of how we deal with guns here in America. You can't even imagine. And you have to think about it for a second. You, you know, when it doesn't happen to you, many times you're not, you're almost unaware of what that feeling could be like until you make it personal. And you think about your own little kids, your own grandkids, your loved ones. You know, we need, we never want to be so desensitized to this happening to someone else. And we all don't rally around it. And, and we need to do that. If we rally around it like we did when the George Floyd thing came, Americans got together and they say, that's it. We're not going to have police doing that to people. And there's so many good police officers. And yet police on general are looked at pretty bad here in America because of those few. They need to take care of their their brothers and say, that's not going to happen in our, in our group, in our institution. So those body cams or whatever it is, those are solution things. But we need to rally around right now to have some common sense and laws that, that take the guns out of crazy people's hands. You know, maybe, maybe it's not a, you know, a background check. Maybe it's more of a system. 
You know, in order for you to get guns, to, to get a gun, you have to go to some type of licensing system or something. So it could be a longer process. It doesn't have to be too long. I guess a couple of months. We have computers, automated things. But you can find out the proclivity of somebody who have done something wrong or maybe have some mental illness issues. So we need to do that because it is just insane that we can't protect our kids when they go to school. We're going to talk about homelessness, too. Man, we're going to talk about that. I, I'm going to lay it on the table again. I'm like you. We all have opinions about it. And I have some thoughts about it. And then we're going to talk about women's rights, too, because I know the Roe versus Wade thing is right around the corner. Uh, you know, you got this uh, replacement theory, white supremacy theory. You know, you got critical race theory. But we got a lot of theories going on. We got some crazy stuff that happened. Uh, the kids in Texas, what happened up in Buffalo. I mean, we got lots of stuff going on that we as a country are going to have to deal with. You got COVID still lingering around. You got a war over there in Europe that could easily spill out to the rest of the world. We got lots of challenges, but we're up for it. And I do believe it. So what's the answer? The answer is you. The answer is you. The answer is me. We have to get together. Anybody who hears this and wants to be a problem solver or a participator in, in fixing some of these issues need to call me. I'm just going to put it out there. Need to call me. You can reach me at 408 509 2886. That's 408 509 2886. Say you heard this on the radio show and you want to be a part of the solution. You want to be that person that says, let's line up. And let's get our common goals together. Let's get that team concept together. And let's start very systematically putting down the steps of problem solving. We can do it. And if we don't do it, we're going to leave our kids a terrible, terrible world. I mean, I think about homelessness and I and I got exposed to something called boxables, these homes that can just spring up and just 600 feet homes or 600 square foot homes that can just pop up and just be a place for somebody can live. I mean, there's hotels that are not being used. Can we convert those into places where people can live? Can we have doctors and nurses intern there? Can we have people who are going to do psychological tests be there? Can we have trainings there? Can we set up entrepreneurial shops for chambers to come in there? Speaking about chambers, that's what we do. We educate, we advocate, we build relationships so people can what? Go to business, have an entrepreneurial mindset. I'm so excited about just these opportunities. People look at them as problems. I look at them as opportunities for people to solve. And, and oh, by the way, that's what business people do. That's what successful people do. Solve problems and make money solving problems. June 29th in Sacramento, the Diversity and Inclusion Awards are going to be put on by this three state minority chambers, the Cal Asian State Chamber, the Hispanic State Chamber, and us, the African-American State Chamber, we're coming together. All three of us are coming together. And we're going to recognize a corporate and a, a politician or a political person that holds a political office to demonstrate their impact in shaping and driving diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, I think we're almost out of time right now, and uh, I didn't get deep into women's right for 
in the abortion issue for uh, Roe versus Wade and a, a woman's right to her own body, even if you're a Christian and you believe that um, someone is committing a sin, they should have the opportunity to determine that themselves. But that's my own personal belief. Again, we're all not going to be on the same side of every issue. If you heard about this show <laughs> or you missed this or you're in the car, and you didn't hit it all and you'd like to hear it all. You can actually hear this show again via podcast. If you go to the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. So it's blackchamber.com. Click on radio show, then podcast. So until we meet again, whether it's education, health, even politics and sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the California African-American Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, calaacc.net. That's calaacc.net. Or call 510-505-8818. 510-505-8818. Copies of our podcast are available online at calaacc.net. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at calaacc.net. That's info at calaacc.net. Keeping you connected. California Business Connection. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.